When we were kids, if mom said, hey, I'm making spinach for dinner, what would you have done? I'm pretty sure I would have made a gross face and stuck my tongue out at her. You know, like, blah. Oh, really? I seem to remember you gobbling up some spinach at certain holidays. What? Oh, yeah. Liar. (laughs) Welcome to Mom's Wooden Spoon. Get your apron on and your fanny flicker ready as we cook up some nostalgia. Ooh, yummy. Well, Carrie, our wonderful listeners asked, and they shall receive. Ooh, Christmas presents? Oh, no, too late. No, too late. Do you remember last season when we talked about our Aunt Cindy's spinach salad? Oh, I do indeed. Oh, yeah. The best salad. Oh, the best ever. Nirvana. Mm -hmm. Yep. We had a bunch of listeners actually reach out and ask us if we could make that recipe in one of our episodes. Well, thank you, listeners. That's awesome. So nice. And so we're going to do it. Well, of course we are. Give the people what they want. Heck yeah. That's how we roll. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so this recipe is, of course, our Aunt Cindy's, and I told her that we were talking about it last season on our podcast, and she said, you know, I still make that for every holiday. As she should, because it's the best. It is the best. But we also found the recipe in a Mary's memo. Yes, so did Aunt Cindy cop to stealing it from Mary? She did not. I didn't ask her. Oh, okay. I was like, then, as far as we all know, Mary stole it from Aunt Cindy. I am pretty sure she did. So this is from January 21st, 1974. Yes. And it's really the easiest and most delicious recipe ever. I mean, maybe not the most delicious recipe ever. Okay. I I feel like sugar cookies... That's true. Um, That's true. There's a lot of things that involve sugar and butter that yeah, I would yeah. go with better. That's true. But I see what you're saying. I mean, when there are leftovers from a Thanksgiving or Christmas meal, I go directly for spinach salad first. I want the spinach salad. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. everybody thinks I'm weird until they taste it. Mary recommends this for Chinese New Year. Yeah. And you know why she recommended it for Chinese New Year? I do indeed. Well, do tell, Kristen. Because it has... Water chestnuts. Yes. And bean sprouts in it. Yes. Yes. And so I thought, Mary, that's just odd. Yeah. I'm going to look up water chestnuts. Are they really Chinese? They are totally and completely Chinese. One of the only places they grow. And China, by and large, eats way more water chestnuts than anybody else. I also read that you are supposed to drain and rinse your water chestnuts before using Which is not something that I have ever done. I have never rinsed them before. So maybe today is the first. And let's see. I mean, we know we've had plenty of this salad in our lifetime. Yes. Are we going to go, this is so much more delightful with rinsed water chestnuts. Uh, We probably are, Carrie. We might. Yeah. So this salad has a bunch of spinach. What? And I know, right? When I was a kid, I would get to help mom make the salad. And spinach back then, they were big leaves and they were covered in sand. And you had to rinse them three, four times or you would actually get grit in the spinach. Yum. I know, right? Now, I did not buy baby spinach because I looked this recipe up online and they recommend not using baby spinach in it. Maybe so that the bigger leaves stand up to the heavy bean sprouts and the water chestnuts. Yeah, because yeah. as you add stuff to the spinach, it gets yeah. flatter and flatter. It I does. have made this. 
and it lulls you into a false sense of security with the size of your bowl. Right. Because you start out and it's chock full of spinach. Yeah. And then you add all your stuff and it's half the bowl. That's and right. And you're like, oh, I'm good. And then you try and toss that bad boy. Ooh. And chaos ensues. It does. It does. So we're going to try to be really careful with this. So it is spinach with, like I said, the bean sprouts, the water chestnuts on top, some crumbled bacon. I mean, everything is better with bacon. It is. Some hard-boiled eggs. Chopped up hard-boiled eggs. I adore hard-boiled eggs in my salad. I do too. If I go to a restaurant and their side salad offers hard-boiled eggs on the top, I'm all in. I remember spending many a miserable dinner at Ponderosa Steakhouse as a child. Freezing your booty off. Freezing my butt off. (laughs) But every meal came with the salad bar. Yes. And that is where I discovered the joy of a hard-boiled egg on a salad and the joy of blue cheese salad dressing. Oh, yes. Thank you, Ponderosa, for making me miserable and opening my taste buds to joy and adventure. Absolutely. And then this dressing is kind of like a French dressing, but it's homemade. It is homemade. Yes. So we're going to pop it in the blender. It basically has ketchup, vegetable oil, some vinegar, some Worcestershire sauce. And oddly, chopped onion. In the salad dressing. In the salad dressing. Now, yes. I've made this before with a bootleg 70s uh, blender, and it did not chop up the onion well enough. Oh. So I got done with the salad dressing, and there were still little chunks of onion in it. I mean, what else do you do? You blend it, and it did not, it did did not, not blend. blend. And I did not put in giant pieces of onion. So thankfully, Kristen has like a super zippy-zappy. I do, a Vitamix. We, oh, yeah. you're rich, girl. We ain't going for the uh, avocado green blender this time. No, so there will no. be no onion chunks in this because no. we're going to liquefy. We are liquefying the whole thing. So it's a quick and easy recipe. Yes. And you know what? funny. I was looking at the cans of bean sprouts on the shelf at the store and I was thinking, well, what the heck kind of beans are these? Do you know what kind of beans are sprouted? I know that you can get mung bean sprouts. That's it. They are mung bean sprouts. Okay. So fun fact. Yes. I toured a bean sprout processing plant in Columbus, Ohio. Do not believe you. Yeah. Long story long. I did vocational work for teenagers. And these people were hiring, and I was trying to help this kid learn about different jobs available that he may be able to do. They were willing to give us a tour of the plant, talk about the various work that they did there. Yeah, All was going well until he reached into a bath of bean sprouts and plucked one out and stuck it in his mouth. Oh, no. I was like, oh, and we're done here. Oh, Um, But I got the joy of touring a bean sprout processing plant. So I got to see they wash them. Yeah. Everything that they do. You thought you were going to surprise me and make me look like a fool, but oh no. Joke's on you, girl. Joke's on me because I love making Carrie feel like a fool. <laughs> I pity for you. I was going to say, oh, somebody went on Mr. T. I did. I did. Well, actually, you know, the Lachoy Company was started because of bean sprouts. I'm assuming there's more. Somebody saw a bean sprout and thought, hey, I need to start a company. Well, yes, that is exactly what happened. (laughs) I am not kidding. So there was this grocer who kind of wanted to start a company, and he had a friend who ended up being a very famous doctor in Korea in his later life. And he asked his friend, hey, how would I sprout bean sprouts? How do we do this? And so they started this small company growing bean sprouts in glass jars. 
And it ended up growing up to be this huge company called LaChoy, where they would grow their beet sprouts, harvest them, and then would can them in jars. I'll be darned. I remember as an elementary school project, you yes. would grow bean sprouts. You would, absolutely. In and glass jars. In glass jars. And so I guess it works really well. It holds in the warm. And so what's cool is the LaChoy company ended up moving to Archibald, Ohio. Yes. And that is where the chief supermarket that was Mary's home base was in Archibald. Was in Archibald. And are they still there? They are still there, but they were bought by ConAgra Foods. Oh, okay. But yeah. the Latoy brands are still made out of that Archibald factory. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So as I was looking up Latoy brand, yes, I realized that Jim Henson and Frank Oz of the Muppets actually created a character for the Latoy brand to sell their chow mein. It was the Latoy dragon called Delbert. Really? And he would come in and he would accidentally blow fire and burn things and he would knock stuff down. It was like the precursor to Big Bird. Frank Oz, the puppeteer, was in the costume. That's really cool. Isn't that cool? And it was really fun. He had that typical Jim Henson voice that kind of sounded like Rolf the dog. So did you find videos of it? I did. Oh, I, did. I feel like there shall be linkage. There will be the linkage. It was really cool. That's really cute. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's kind of before Jim Henson was a huge, huge name. Yes, yes. But obviously big enough that they knew that they could get a fine quality puppet. It was. So then on forward to 1974, in which this recipe came out, Jim Henson had a character on Sesame Street that was pulled because children started to imitate this character. Do you remember Don Music? He was a composer and he would sit at the piano and he would play like twinkle, twinkle, little star. And then he wouldn't figure out how to finish the lyrics. Dang it. And he would beat his head on the piano. I do remember. <laughs> he had floppy duffy hair. He did have floppy duffy hair. I think he had glasses. Uh-huh. And children started beating their heads against stuff, mimicking him. I remember beating the keys of, uh, not my head, but beating the keys on the piano like him. <laughs> so they took him off the air in 1974 because kids were beating their heads on stuff. Oh, kids are so weird. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. hilarious. Yep, if you guys don't remember that character, I know you totally will if you watch Sesame Street. I'm going to put that another linkage. You think? You'd beat your head on the piano once. Yeah. It would be a very unpleasant life experience. And so you would choose to not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's continue. I think we need to. Let me read what the directions say. Oh, it's super tricky. It just says, <laughs> it just says add all the different ingredients that we've said, mix ingredients together before serving, and then add the following salad dressing. Okay, so basically we throw everything in yeah. and then we're gonna have to start making the salad dressing. That is that is so, correct. And make sure that you rinse the uh, water chestnuts. I will, and they said to drain the bean sprouts. So yes. I'm draining those right now. So Kristen is bean sprouting the heck out of the salad. You can watch that spinach just get shorter it is. and shorter. It's shrinking down. But you know, I looked up a little bit about water chestnuts and why they were named that and where they were grown. In water? They are. They're yeah. grown in freshwater marshes under the water. They kind of look like chestnuts growing yes. under the water before they are cut 
out of the kind of reddish brown covering and they're kind of like a bulby type of yes. root. Yes. Yeah. And they do look like a chestnut, but they are not the same. They are not at all. They're not nuts. Nothing. Have you ever eaten a roasted chestnut? I have not. Have you? Yes. Are they delicious or not so delicious? There are many, many people yes. that believe they are delicious. I felt like it was very similar to a boiled peanut. Oh, they're soft? They are softer. They're not crunchy? They are not crunchy. Really? I not a fan of the boiled really? peanut. They're kind of a sweet version of a boiled peanut. Really? They're they kind were, of sweet, huh? Yeah, they were better than a boiled peanut in the fact that they weren't super salty, uh-huh. but they had the texture of a boiled peanut and I did not appreciate That's it. That's so funny. Yeah. So, but you know, life experience, I got to try it. That yeah, was good. But yeah. um, I know they're very, very popular. They're very popular in Europe. Yes. Um, for yes. sure. That is definitely a place where people adore the roasted chestnut. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of sweet. And nice. so I think you can do kind of desserty things, you know, oh, with them. Yes. Yeah. Huh. So since this is the New Year episode, Chinese New Year episode. I thought I would look up 1974, the Chinese Zodiac, since it's the new year, right. and see what the 1974 was. Oh, how fun. It was the year of the wood tiger, which I thought what? was... Yes. What? Wood tiger. What is a wood tiger? Yeah. Okay. So what that is, is apparently there's uh, something else in the Chinese Zodiac yeah. that is wood. Oh, And okay. it happened to be predominant that year that the tiger... Okay. And they end up with the wood tiger. If you were born in 1974, yes. apparently 2023 was not a good year for you. Oh, no. But do not fear. Yeah. 2024 is looking good. Is it really? Particularly from a job and finance perspective. Ooh. So, yeah, if you were born in 1974, cha-ching. That sounds great. Yes. Ooh. So then I thought, well, let me look up Kristen, 1970. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, you are Year of the Dog. Yes. I am. Another famous person with the year of the dog is J-Lo. No way. Yes. And so your sign is associated with dog-like loyalty. Oh, God. It really said dog-like loyalty. Really? You have a readiness to help others oh. and exuberance. Well. I know. I guess I do have that. I mean, listen to me on the podcast. I can totally hear your exuberance. You can. You can also hear me clinking and clanking all these tools here. You may also be endowed with some lovely dog personality oh, traits. Oh, no. <laughs> I pee on the floor when my owner's not looking. You're or... honest. You love it when people rub you behind the ears. Oh, you're kind, you're considerate. Really, you're just all-around nice person. Oh, well, thank you. I try to be. Yeah, so is J-Lo. Oh, I know. How nice Me. to know. Yeah, I can't wait to hear yours. 1973, I am the year of the ox. Oh, which was stubborn. Stubborn. Oh, yes, that's so true. So when we were kids and we'd go to a Chinese restaurant, they would always have placemats. Yes. And they would talk about the different zodiac signs yeah. and the years. And I was always so horrified <laughs> that I was the year of the ox. The dog sounded so nice. And no. an ox. It sounded awful. Anyway, George Clooney, also an ox. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes you feel a little bit better. Patience and honesty are two characteristics that people appreciate in the ox. Okay, now I said stubborn, but 
Carrie is very patient with me. So I was patiently waiting for Kristen to stop interrupting me because I'm an ox. That's what I do. The second part of that sentence. Oh, no. But yeah. the ox is very stubborn. That is so funny because it's so true. It goes on to oh, say no. it's hard to change their mind when they've already decided on something. Like, this is painful because it's true. That was really spot on me. That was. And I I really think that mine was pretty spot on. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I am sure you can look up your zodiac sign as well and see if it's a spot on for you. Yeah. As it is for us. That was really fun. That was yeah. painful. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 1974. Yep. You were looking up all the, nope, nope, nope. Goes in the blender. I was totally putting the onion in the blender. None of it goes in the salad. It doesn't go in the salad, Carrie. It goes oh. in the blender. And then you got to chop up the bacon. And if you have any extra pieces, as it turns out, oxes love bacon. Do they now? It said it on there for sure, oh, Kristen. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah, so we're putting the onion in the blender. And we're going to put um, some sugar, the salad oil, the ketchup, and some vinegar, and Worcestershire. So we're going to do that while I chop the bacon. You know how I like to kind of sometimes make, oh, I don't know, Spotify playlists. <laughs> so I did make one for this, oh. but I was looking at the songs for 1974 mm -hmm. and a song came up as one of the number one songs in 74, which was The Night Chicago Died. Right? Oh, yeah. Which caused me to start thinking about this song compilation album that was on TV yes. that I could basically sing yes. in order of the songs that were on that album. Because quite frankly, that's all you knew about the songs. Right, right. Just those little snippets. Yes. So it went like this. Indian Lake is a scene you should make with your little one. Undercover angel, midnight fantasy, the night Chicago died. I know this one. Yeah. And then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer running along in your automobile. I don't, that's all oh I know. Oh my gosh, that's right. I did those backwards. Oh, running along in your automobile. Then I saw her face. That's yeah. right. So back to the one with that had the night Chicago died. Yes. I went down a frickin' frackin' rabbit hole and I found it. I found the advertisement. I didn't know what it was called. I, I didn't know how to find it at all. And it was called, folks, Summertime Gold. Oh, yes, it was. You could buy it on a five-album set, or you could get eight-track or cassette tapes. Heck, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Do you ever watch that TV show? Drew Carey was the host of it for a while. Whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? Yeah. And it has Ryan Stiles, Wayne Brady, Greg Proops, proops. Yeah. And they do a comedy sketch on those. No. Yes. They sit down and they announce the songs and then Wayne Brady and whomever is singing with him. So they come up with hilarious titles. Oh, and funny. they're like, oh, I love that 70s ballad jam. <laughs> is that spinach in your teeth? Oh, that's hilarious. Greg Brady. Greg Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Who can also sing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so him and the Brady Kids, yeah. they make up a song to a slow 70s ballad. Oh, to my gosh. Woo, that's hilarious. It's hilarious, and it's based on the summer gold. Right. Freedom Rock, crank it up. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> 
Speaking of those TV ads yes. that I had memorized, there was one that I think was based out of Toledo, Ohio. And so any of you in the listening area of Toledo, Ohio, you may remember this from the 1970s and 80s. You might remember this too, Carrie. Are you ready? It went like this. I'm not sure I am. Hi, loves. Carlos Summer here, the founder of the Crusade of Love for All Mankind. Our purpose is to move the world to love, and you can help accomplish this goal for love by thinking, speaking, and acting in friendly ways with family, relatives, friends, associates, and all of our neighbors everywhere. Thank you. Carlos Summers. Do you remember that? I totally remember. I have that memorized. I had that memorized yes. years ago. My friend Christopher came for a visit and I said, do you remember Carlos Summer? And he and I both spouted off the entire balloon thing. Oh my gosh, you guys watch way too much TV. I think so. His foundation for love. For all mankind. And I love that he specified all the places you may find mankind. All the people. And it was like, it was very similar. Relatives and family. Well, because sometimes it's hard to be nice to them. That's true. <laughs> Associates and neighbors. And on the screen was just a picture of good old Carlos Summer. Yes. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's funny because I always thought it was so cheesy as a kid. But if you listen to his words, they're really nice. It was super nice. Yeah. But it is absolutely cheesy. Yes. Yeah. Remarkably so. Oh, yeah. All right. So I am putting all this stuff together for our salad dressing, right? Salad I dressing. interrupted you. I'm so sorry, loves. I am putting this together <laughs> for our associates, our family, our neighbors. Everywhere. Everywhere. And as I'm looking at this recipe, Mary has created this memo. It's two columns. Oh, yeah. And the entire left-hand column yeah. is dedicated to Mary's thoughts on vitamin E. And basically what she's saying is, oh, shit. Wait a minute. Carrie. Let me take a picture. Carrie got talking. I just dumped the ketchup for the dressing directly on top of the salad. Please put a beep over my swear word. Do not take it out because it was well-deserved. <laughs> well, our dressing is going to have some chopped up egg and water chestnuts and bacon in it. Oh, my goodness I cannot gracious. believe I did that. There's no fixing it. There's no fixing it. It'll just be a little extra ketchup. It'll be good. It'll be fine. Why don't we let Carrie tell the story and I'll work on the salad dressing. I think that's for the best, Carrie. Okay. So, Carrie, you have put in some semblance of ketchup is there vinegar in there or is no, that oil? oil, onion, and ketchup. Oil, onion, ketchup. Okay, I need to add the sugar and I need to add vinegar and Worcestershire sauce. Yes. Okay, why don't you tell the story, Carrie, and I'll take care of this. Okay. You, you honestly don't have to wipe I, I recognize off. that, but okay. I'm feeling kind of guilty. That's okay. 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 So Mary goes on and on for an entire column yeah. about vitamin E. Yes. And ultimately what she says yeah. is unless you're a premature infant, there's really no proven benefit to vitamin E. Oh. And so while you can take it if you want to, what a waste of your time, energy, and money. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, Mary. Yeah. I mean, but she said it much nicer and more, you know, polite than that. We're Midwesterners. We're polite. Yeah, that is true. So I thought my grandma loved vitamin E. She really believed it, that vitamin E had a lot of 
good to it. Yeah. And my grandma's a nurse. That right. felt like a really smart lady. And so I thought, ha, 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 Mary, it's been 50 years since your little memo. I'm going <laughs> to Google vitamin E and I'm going to show you up. <laughs> and so I did. Yeah. And I thought, and I'm not even going to go to bootleg articles. Yeah. Okay, no. I'm going to look at things that the American Medical Association produces and things with really important acronyms yes. that I don't remember. And so I did. And as it turns out, in 50 years, Mary's still correct. No way. Yeah. And this is not to say that you individuals have not found benefit. Right. By and large, they cannot prove that it has, for huge groups of people, medicinal value to heart disease, which really? is one of the things that it, it says. Okay, so then I was pretty ticked because I'm still stuck on the fact that my grandma, she knows things. Yeah, she was smart. And so what she would do is she would take vitamin E pills yeah. and cut them open. And if she had a burn, oh, if she had right. some kind of sore, she would put the vitamin E directly on her skin and that was what she would say, yeah. if you ever have any skin issue, a scar, anything, put vitamin yeah. E directly on it. Now, if you go buy a good quality lotion, you are pretty much guaranteed it's shea butter and vitamin E because it has, in fact, been proven oh. to help with skin issues. It's just other stuff. And you don't need to take it internally for skin oh, issues. Right, because I was going to say, when my son was a baby, we didn't use desitin on his diaper rash. We used A and E. No, it's A and D. <laughs> I was just sitting back on that one. Well, crap. <laughs> and yes. Yeah, I'm a dummy. Yeah. I'm cutting that part because I don't like to sound dumb on the podcast. Carrie's allowed to sound dumb, but not me. But okay. there we go. So there I was put in my place. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Mayor. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to pause for a minute while I go blend the salad dressing that probably doesn't have enough ketchup in it, but you know, oh well. But you know what? There's plenty already on the salad, so <laughs> it's cool. It's all cool. It's all cool, Carrie. Well, the dressing is not as orange as I remember it. I remember it being orange, like French dressing or Catalina. It's probably because it doesn't have enough ketchup. Oh, man. <laughs> I think the onion was kind of big. It may have been. It said medium onion, and that was a medium to me, but maybe medium onions were smaller in the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. But true to our guesstimate, yeah. Kristen's blender was a powerhouse it of was. mashing onionness, and it's liquidy and beautiful. It is liquidy and beautiful and way too much dressing. Oh my gosh. I don't think there's any way you could ever use it. No. From our last season and our 24-hour party salad, yes, we learned that the 70s was a time of a whole lot of dressing and very little salad. That is so true. But if you poured this on, you would have salad soup. Oh, you totally would. It's a lot. Good news is it's a really yummy dressing. And so you it can is. save it and drink drink it later. <laughs> Just take a shot of the spinach salad dressing with your dinner. You could make it into a spinach salad dressing smoothie. Ooh, delicious. <laughs> I mean, a lot of good things. Add a little spinach. It Ooh. would just be health. In a glass, a little ice and yum. <laughs> Take it to your spouse. Hey, honey, I made you a smoothie. Make sure you rinse the uh, spinach <laughs> and the water chestnuts before you throw oh, it in yeah. there. 
Oh, Fantastic. Man. Speaking Delish. of rinsing spinach, yes, you had mentioned that you used to have to do it as a kid. Yeah. I found very detailed instructions mm-hmm. on how you should rinse the bagged spinach to make it last longer. Oh. Okay. So I'm reading these instructions yeah. and you had to rinse it and let it sit for 45 minutes in this mixture of more than just water. I don't know what. And then you had to set it all out on towels, drying it completely. And then you had to do, and I got thinking by the time you're done, yeah. you could have just opened the bag, made the salad and eaten it. Right. It was probably a good four hours worth of work Whoa. to make the spinach last. And I thought, just don't buy so much spinach. I guess not. But you know, that is what it was like back in the 70s when I helped mom make the salad. You'd rinse it and rinse it. And then you would have to lay out all the spinach on paper towels and let them dry. Of course. Yeah. But not to store it for a longer period of time. No. No. I mean, I've had spinach in the fridge. It doesn't go bad like all of a sudden. No. And the beauty of this spinach salad is even though we put the dressing on the entire salad and you could serve it with the dressing on the side. Yes. And I have. Yes. But even though we put all the dressing on it, we'll put this in a Tupperware container and it will still be delicious tomorrow. Yes. And I would say then the day after that as well. But truth be told, I don't think we've ever had it last that long. Never. I always eat it all up. But the beauty of spinach is that it does not get soggy. No. Now, (laughs) you do have to scoop onto the bottom of the salad because all the yummy stuff falls. No matter what you do, you twist and turn, you do anything you can. Yep. All the yummy stuff is at the bottom of the salad. Because it's heavy. It's so heavy. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's so funny. I do the exact same thing. We have this at Thanksgiving. Yep. I want nothing but the salad. Yes. The first thing that goes in my refrigerator, I am out of leftovers, is the salad. Oh, yeah. It goes first. Before the stuffing, which is saying something. Uh, it's saying something because I love me some stuffing and green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. I could eat a dinner of the leftover spinach salad and leftover green bean casserole. Yeah. Just have that be my meal. I, I, yes. Delish. I would fight you for that. And you better not fight me back because I'm an ox. She's an ox. Violent. She kicked my butt. She used to kick my butt. Oh, please. I was good at that. I would grab her wrist. She'd scream mercy. I would. It was very anticlimactic, people. I was a wussy. (laughs) All right. So before we dig into our delicious, delicious salad, I want to tell you that I looked up what was considered the most interesting information from 1974. I have some interesting information from 1974. What is it? No, you go first. Maybe mine's better and you should save it for last. Okay. And then you guys can vote. I'll put a little voting (laughs) thing on on the podcast and you guys can vote. Who is more interesting? Kristen? Yes. Or Carrie? No. All right. So the first interesting thing that I found, well, it's interesting. It's not funny. My second one is funny. Oh, I have no funny. Oh, okay. So my first one was Mm -hmm. that the first UPC scanner was installed at Marsh's Supermarket in Troy, Ohio in 1974. Okay. So was this the first UPC scanner in a grocery store or just in a Marsh's? In anywhere. The very first UPC scanner. And the very first product to have a barcode was... Spinach. Yes. How did you? No, I'm kidding. It was water chestnuts. No, I'm kidding. A pack of Wrigley's gum. I'll be darned. Yeah. So they installed the scanner, but the only thing they could scan was Wrigley's gum. Apparently so. Apparently people in Troy, Ohio, I love the (laughs) Wrigley's. Wrigley's. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, we, we drive past Troy, Ohio. Yes. It is just north of Dayton, right off I-75. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. On the corner of Door and Secord. We'll come out and get you. <laughs> Another Toledo, Ohio television staple. <laughs> Carlos Summers. So was Carlos' first name Carlo, or was it Carlos? And it was just all the S's went together, so it was Carlos Summer. Right. Well, I always thought it was Carlos Summer, right? It was not. It's Carlo. Carlo Summer. All right. And it's spelled S-O-M-M-E-R. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. But that's okay. Okay, now it's your turn to say one thing that was interesting from 1974 and folks are going to vote. I didn't just go 1974, people. I went January 1974. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did, indeed. January 1974 is the month that the 55 mile per hour speed limit became national law. You're kidding me. No. So then the question begs, yeah, what was the speed limit before? That is what I was going to ask. Willy nilly was You're the speed limit. kidding me. It depended on the state, the county, the road. Whoa. It was, it was a free for all. Wow. It could have been 70. It could have been 50. It just, it was all wow. over the place. It was a 74 gas crisis. Yes. And that yes. was the reason somebody had determined that 55 was going to oh. save people money on their gas. Oh my gosh. I've seen old clips of news from 74 with the cars down the block lining up for gas. I mean, insanity. I yes. cannot imagine. We have had moments mm-hmm. like, so in Georgia, there's a, a hurricane and it messes up the pipeline that yeah. comes to us. Yeah. And so gas becomes a challenge to find. Yeah. And sometimes you pull in the parking lot and the cars are 3D. But yeah, that's nutty. So 55 yeah. to save gas. Wow. I don't know that it really does. It did save lives, they think, oh. driving slower. But the vast majority of people never actually bothered following the speed limit. Well, because I can't drive 55. Yes, but yes. it also created multiple songs. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I feel like I won. I think you probably won. I think that I think that barcode one was lame compared to that. But okay, do you have, I do have one, one more? Oh, okay. oh, can she redeem herself? Yeah. People? Yeah, I think not. I uh, probably not. This is from April 1st of 1974. So not even January, not even the same month as the Mary's oh, no. memo. Mine was way cooler. Yeah, but here it is. Okay. The local residents of Sitka, Alaska, woke to their nearby dormant volcano, Mount Edgecombe, billowing out black smoke. That would have been scary as heck. I would lead one to believe it is not, in fact, dormant anymore. I guess not. So they sent a Coast Guard pilot to fly over the area to investigate, and he found 70 tires burning and the words, April Fool, spray-painted into the snow. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Apparently, this guy named Oliver Biker, or Bicar, had lit nearly a hundred tires on fire. That's bad for the environment. So bad. Like, why is that the first place my mind went? I know. Forget the volcano. Oh, heck, nobody in 74 cared about the environment. We were burning leaded fuel. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Not often, because you couldn't get it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, wow, 100 Tires. tires on fire to freak everybody out to think the volcano was erupting for yes. April. That's a, that's a well planned out April Fool's joke that probably yeah. landed him a little jail time. I would think so. Into the clink from Mr. <laughs> Bike Car. 
All right, so here's my January 1974. <clears throat> I'm going to beat your booty. Tidbit. Okay, last one because I'm dying to dig into the salad. Okay, January 1974, yep. uh, the debut of a TV show yeah. that ran joyously for 11 seasons. What? Happy Days. Oh, yes. Yes. That wins. I don't think so, because I does. think I've talked about that before in another podcast. Was it a January 1974? Okay, fine. No, no. You know what else premiered? What? Six Million Dollar Man. Oh. <laughs> and the doll where you could look through his creepy bionic eye. My husband has it. Really? Yes, but his bionic eye's kind of fallen out. It's kind of... <laughs> okay, so you guys are going to have to vote. I think it's probably down to the April Fool's joke of the burning tires or the... I can't drive 55. <laughs> All right. I'm going to grab us some bowls and we're going to dig in. Oh, I cannot wait. I think that's very nice that she's going to have us put it in bowls instead of just eat it right out of the huge salad container, which is, you know, totally what I would do. We're civilized up in this family. Well, I'm going to dish up some for myself first. Ooh, I think I took all the water chestnuts. Yep. What do you mean I'm going to mix them up for me first? You didn't give me any. I thought you were going to grab for it, but you were grabbing for your phone to take a picture. No, look at me doing work for our podcast. Oh my gosh, that is so rare <laughs> that you need to mark this moment on your calendar. <laughs> Carrie helped with the food on the podcast. I gave you a lot of salad. Thanks. Yep. All, all right. right. Are you going first? Well, Yeah. I think All I'm right, going eat first. your spinach, Popeye. All right. You're going to hear uh, some crunch. I, if she gets a water chestnut, there will definitely be crunching. I do love a good water chestnut. To me, it's kind of like a crunchy version of tofu. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have much of a flavor, but mm. it'll kind of absorb and soak up whatever flavor mm -hmm. of the yummy foods you put with mm. it. Well, go ahead, Carrie. You know what I think it needs? What? Spices? More ketchup. <laughs> oh, you're a hoot. I think it really could use a little more ketchup in the salad dressing, but it is so good. I know when I'm eating for dinner, an entire bowl of spinach salad. I love this stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so yummy. I mm. think, sadly, you may be right. I honestly think it was the onion that kind of... I think it was just too much onion. Yeah, just make sure you use a small onion if mm -hmm. you're doing this, but it is still absolute heaven. Oh, it's so good. It is a sweet dressing, so I yeah. will warn that. So if you're not a big fan of sweet dressings, do keep in mind it is sweet. You might want to cut back on the sugar or something like that. Because it's sugar and ketchup. Mm -hmm. it? It, it, it's sweet. But mm -hmm. to me, that's what makes it so mm -hmm. yummy. I actually saw a recipe online that uses tomato soup instead of the ketchup. Tomato soup has a bunch of sugar in it too, though. It does. It does. It just might be oranger. We didn't feel like it came out very orange looking. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I'm going to just go with onion. We're going to blame all of our problems on oh, Kristen's onion. poor onion selection. Yeah. I thought I got a medium, but... She can't pick onions. Nope. She can't pick fun facts. Oh, that was bad, Carrie. But we still like her because she's a dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. You need to stop caring. You're digging yourself a hole there. But I'm not, I'm not concerned that she's going to get mad because she's true. loyal and kind. It's okay, Carrie. I love you. Obedient. <laughs> you snap your fingers. She comes running. What? <laughs> she gets distracted by squirrels. I love kibble. Wait, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Crazy. Well, I can highly, highly recommend this salad. 
too much onion or not, it is absolutely delish. Yeah, it beats 24-hour party salad. This was delicious despite the mishap of Kristen's poor onion choice. Uh-huh, that's what it was. It's okay, Fido. I mean, Kristen. Oh. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. I'm so glad you joined us, aren't you? <laughs> you guys really do mean the world to us. Be sure to mark your calendar for our next episode, which will be released February 12th, just in time for Valentine's Day. I have made up my mind that you should listen, and so it cannot be changed. It cannot be changed. Guys, get ready to watch it wiggle and see it jiggle. And I'm not talking about Carrie's booty. Ooh, no she did. Thanks for listening to Mom's Wooden Spoon. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. If you want a copy of this recipe or to check out our blog, click on the link to our website in the podcast description. If you'd rather, you could get to our website through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Pick your poison. Don't say poison. We're making food. Hi, loves. Carlos Summer here, founder of the Crusade of Love for all of mankind. Our purpose is to move the world to love.